Hey guys, this is Kevin from Lit, and you're listening to The Edge. This is your number one station, your official station. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week, we are scratching the itch for some closure. We spend every year talking about the top 20 all the dang time. And especially the last few weeks, we've been kind of building to it, doing some related things, all in the service of getting to this point of the show and of the year. And this is only a temporary release because the whole thing's going to start over again now when we try to start <laughs> building the best albums yeah. of 2023. It's a never-ending cycle. But we're here. We've got it calculated, figured out. The top 20 albums of 2022, as well as the five Itch Awards categories that I retroactively am dubbing the listener's choice vote. Yeah. I'm always excited to go through this list because we put our blood, sweat, and ears in, into this list every <laughs> Ooh, year. That was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hmm. I'll see if anybody's used that somewhere before. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be an album title. It's <laughs> just a year on the cover. <laughs> Van Gogh. Picture Van Gogh. <laughs> Marketing. Yeah. Lots and lots of listening went into this list. And we took it obviously seriously. I mean, it was incredible how much music we had access to this year, uh, not just through social media, but like all the music that was sent to us and all the music that we just shared amongst ourselves and uh, other various sources. So it was it was pretty tough to narrow about 90 albums down to 20. Yep. But we did and we agreed that it was successful and that we were all ultimately happy with how it turned out. And so we hope you will be, too. And if there's stuff in here you haven't heard before, well, now's your chance. It's never too late. So to kind of give some background on our top 20 countdown, it's actually something that we've been doing for, you know, our radio show has been around for eight, almost 19 years. And we've been doing the top 20, or actually it was a top 10 countdown at first. And it morphed into a top 20 because we just had too many albums that we were uh, had access to just like this past year. I mean, I think we've been doing it around for, uh, I want to say 15 to 17 years almost. Like it was something that we started fairly early. Yeah, the the top 10 only lasted like three years or something. And then yeah. the top 20 happened shortly thereafter that. So we've been we've been doing it for at least at least 10 ish years. So sometime I'm going to have you dig back in the archives and find as many of those as you can. So I can, I can share them somewhere or I don't know, do something with them. I do. I don't have like the recordings, but I have like the lists of them yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, and it's, you know, one thing that we used to do when there was a lot more people involved, it was, it was kind of just a discussion um, and then for a long time, it was just me and KC. Um, and it was, it, honestly, there wasn't much discussion because it was pretty much agreed upon. It was just like, all right, here's your list. Like, hey, that looks just like mine. All right, well, <laughs> that's that's our top 20 then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the placement, the placement we kind of navigated differently. Yes. But, but for yeah. the last five years, because I wanted to kind of make it a little bit more, kind of have each one of us have our individual input and then it come together in a combined list. We, we put a little formula to it. It's, you know, it's not a genius formula. It's just a, you know, a point system, basically. Simple math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so each one of us brings our own list to the uh, basically the final thing. And it's it's funny because I'll be the first to admit that I'm 
kind of a bitch about it. Yeah. I, I, I like come <laughs> Casey's like, oh yeah, you should just acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. I'll acknowledge it. I'll admit, I don't care. This is my fucking baby. Like we've been doing this shit for years, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so I take it very seriously. Like Aaron said, it's a culmination of something that we've been talking about an entire year. So I, I really want this list to represent our show and exactly what we've been talking about and what we've been doing for the entire year. Yeah, um, I think that. Every year we, you know, we bitch, we gripe, we moan. But um, I think that, or me, I, I bitch, I gripe, I moan. Um, and, and then it turns out awesome every year. Well, that's that's <laughs> what's so funny about it is it it doesn't come to blows, but it's like a very heated discussion at times. But then, but then always at the final hour, the list is is perfect, and no one has any issues with it. Yeah, I think well. It, one of the things that I, I like is this way it is a, a good representation of the show itself and just all three of our, our eclectic rock tastes. Yes. Cause we yeah. are all rock fans, but we all have very, very different tastes in the rock genre. Speaking of different tastes really quickly, if you want to hear even more albums, you can go check out the hook rocks and our buddy Jay Scott and Chris Cordetti as they, did their top 20 show and that has even more albums that we are not going to cover so holy cow does it have a lot <laughs> you will be overwhelmed <laughs> but if you like good rock music that's where you can find some besides here yeah so go check out the hook rocks yep all right let's get this ball rolling here before we start diving into the top 20 proper i thought how we do this is that we would kind of splice in the winners of the itch awards. We put out a survey with five categories on it for listeners to vote on. I don't know the exact final number, but it got well over a hundred people involved. And I thought that was fantastic. And yeah. here's why it's, it's easy to put out a tweet with a poll on it and it circulate around and get votes. This, what I created here was more complicated. <laughs> you had to click through, go to an external website you didn't have to, but I prefer the website prefers that you actually rank every option, which takes more time. Yeah. And there's just a lot more involved than just one click. And and the general rule of thumb in Internet engagement is the more work somebody has to do, the more likely they are to stop or to not, not. do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's only so much time while somebody's in the bathroom, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> The Itch Awards. You can knock them out in one good poop. Oh, I didn't mean that. Uh, I can't. I can't finish my voting. I'm done already. Yep. This shit we'll took never too know long. the song of the Literally. year. <laughs> Is that why you've been talking about voting? Oh, now I get it. Oh man. Vote for our shit. Yeah. Well, oh. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> this is all highly off the rails back on the rails but but i just wanted to to make that point to say that it was not the easiest thing to do but i appreciate those who did and i hope that you're listening and get rewarded with your favorites winning all of you even though that's not mathematically possible so we definitely appreciate any uh input that anybody had the, the fact that you took time to be a part of our show is just awesome yes it is about collaboration and this is the time of the year where it is most collaborative between host and listener so you guys picked some winners here. We gave you six nominees for the best debut, the first official EP or LP release for an artist. And you told us what you think. And you 
made it difficult right off the bat because there's a tie for third place. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't just keep it simple. But we will get into that. The tie is two artists who we both spoken to, who both released EPs last year. And that is Lydia's Castle and The Violent and and a dead heat for third place for the debut of the year. (laughs) <laughs> Number two, unquestioned, Bloody Wood and their album Rack Shack. And I'm excited for them. <laughs> yeah. And number one, surprising, but also not. Yeah. Nick Palma actually took the vote. <laughs> because, Nick, <laughs> because Nick engaged himself. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> not just not like you know rigged or anything but no we we, we encountered nick on the socials and he was a super nice guy and and he kind of put the word out a little bit and his people came through yeah, yeah i think that happened with cam cole uh it did. one of the years previously or something like that yep it's it did it happened with cam cole and march uh bandness last year and it happened with non-point and march bandness the year before which is how yeah. the whole that yeah. whole relationship began exactly was oh that's yeah. right yeah, yeah, so this is another bonus. I don't even think about it sometimes until I see it actually happen. <laughs> is that sometimes yeah. the artists themselves get involved and that makes it even cooler. Yes. And it, it always works out for us too. So we appreciate it because we, uh, yeah, right. we typically become very interactive with those people over time. So, And in this particular case, after being completely shut out in 2020, <laughs> whenever we did these, my nominee has taken the first category. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so, so, so congrats to Nick. That's right. And, and bloody wood, bloody wood. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for being an international band. There we go. All right. Moving on. I think it's time to drop the first five of the top 20. We had a lot of fun playing these tracks on our radio show going through the countdown recently. And if you had a chance to listen to that, you would have a sneak peek at what you're about to hear. But rounding out the top 20 lists, we had Hailstorm, Back from the Dead. Yeah, and if the list is any indication, Hailstorm at number 20, that's that's pretty big. So <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and we talk about that album on episode 102. It's just a really great album. One of the things I love about it lyrically is just, you know, it really was a great job of summing up how most of us felt during the pandemic and and just that need and desire to get back to live shows and to get back to playing music or well, not myself playing music, but listening to people, other people play music. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it just I think that she hit the mark. Now, my. My only thing is, I think even Hannah has kind of said this, Hannah's favorite band is Hailstorm, but one of her gripes is that Lizzie's kind of going a little bit more 80s style with her, uh, I guess, flavor or technique. Uh, Vocal, yeah. Yeah, and I I, I liked the album because I thought there was a lot more guitars. You can tell that she practiced guitar during the pandemic and became a better guitarist herself. But I will say that there were times where she lived up in the high notes. Falsetto. Yeah. With her voice that I just wasn't keen with all the time. And I think that's why it kind of, I think it was number 17 on both of our lists, but it did not make Aaron's list. Yeah, it did not. So they rounded out the, the list at number 20. Yep. So number 19, we had lit with tastes like gold. 
and we had the pleasure of speaking with Kevin Baldus, the bassist, episode 103. Kevin was such a great guest, and I'm really hoping that we can get him back soon. I'm yeah. waiting. I keep watching. I'm waiting for Lit to announce a St. Louis tour date, and the moment they do, we're getting we're hitting him up. <laughs> but also, they put out a legitimately quality album. Yeah, and that interview was surreal because, I mean, I remember seeing them live years ago, and they were fucking awesome live. They were one of the best bands I remember seeing live at a Point Fest ever. And like just being able to talk to them after being fans for so many years and then right. just being able to talk to Kevin about the, you know, the direction of, of this album was just amazing. Yeah, they definitely go back to the the power pop style that brought them their fame originally. So this one made my list and it's at 19 here um, because the thing with these is that I'm really when I'm voting I really am looking at top to bottom album strength, start to finish. Yep. The only reason this one isn't higher is because I felt it was a little on the uneven side because there are a few tracks on here that are just absolute standouts. Like some of my favorite, like catchiest things that I've heard all year of anything. And then there are a few that are, I find more forgettable. And so the strength of those, mostly the singles and a few others, Mm -hmm. the strength of those tracks kind of compensated and weighed out with the weaker ones. Otherwise, it definitely could have gone even higher. But they're doing a great job, and this was an incredibly enjoyable album. Yeah, I, th- I thought the album was really, really strong, so that's why it, it made my overall list. So that's why it snuck in here at number 19. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, but it, there was just a lot of other stuff, uh, mainly uh, pop metal stuff that I had on my list that didn't make it. <laughs> One of the things that I had on my list that didn't make anybody else's list was our next album, number 18, Slipknot, The End So Far. I actually had this album at number five. And one of the reasons why is because I really did like their previous album, but there was just something about this album that really spoke to me. And I don't I don't know, from the first song, like Adderall, it's just it's not your typical Slipknot album. It's a little bit softer. It's a little bit more melodic. But I mean, there are still some songs where he screams, you know, it's a banger. I think one of the things that I absolutely loved was just Corey Taylor's attitude about it because he basically came out and said, if you don't like it, fuck you. Like, go listen to something else. Yeah. And so, That's and that, I like more bands need to have that kind of attitude. Like, this is this is Slipknot. This is what we made. If you don't like it, fuck off. Like, that's that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And well, I, I absolutely loved it. I don't think that you can say that, oh, this is completely different. It's not as heavy. Like, honestly, it's it's probably heavier. Like, yeah, I I'll be honest. I'm more of a Corey Taylor fan than I am an overall Slipknot fan. That's just yeah. my personal taste. But that's not to say that this isn't a good album because it it was on the fringe for me. It was in my top twenty five. Yeah, uh, it just and I know I was the only one that kind of pushed this, but uh, it was just I had it number five, but it didn't quite uh, make everybody else's list. But that's why it is at number eighteen. Next album number seventeen. Personally, my only true what I would call metalcore representative on the list, and that is Memphis Mayfire with Remade in Misery. It's not a genre that I typically quite get into as much, but something about these guys won me over. I think it was really just Matty Mullen's storytelling and yeah, the things that he could convey in some of those uh, songs. And also, I've just heard a number of interviews with him this year, and I find him very fascinating and engaging to listen to. So that made me like the band even more and give the album more and more shots than I might have otherwise. And so eventually it grew to the point where it made the list. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was with your help that it, it made the actual list because you had it number 18. I had it number eight yeah. on my list. I absolutely love this album. Uh, I really got into the metalcore uh, recently, the last couple of years. And this was probably my favorite of the metalcore. I, maybe, I guess, I don't know. I think there's another one that I might consider. A, another couple of them that I might consider metalcore as well. But um, it was, I don't know. It was just the year of like metalcore and pop metal, whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. this this was a great album that fit right into that. And I, I just I fell in love with it early on and it just it never changed. Yeah. And that's why it made the list at number 17. Yes. Number 16 on our top 20 list is Nothing More with Spirits. And this album was great, but it was a, a step down from the previous one that they released, Stories We Tell Ourselves, which was our number one album of, I believe, 2018. Yeah, you actually had this higher on your list than I did. And I, I actually consider myself a bigger nothing more fan than you, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, you had it number 11. I had it 14. And, and it's like you said, I, I I was in love with the stories we tell ourselves. And I think it was because it was, it was it, I feel like they're kind of becoming a concept album band. Yeah. To where every one of their albums is about a, a particular subject. And this one was obviously about spirits and his spirituality and trying to find himself. And the one before was a bad divorce that he was going through. But it's just, you know, he finds muses in different things. And, and I think sometimes it works and sometimes it, it it just is not as good, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this one, this one, the overall concept wasn't as connectful, I think. Yeah, I think you just but, made up a word, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard connectful, but I dig it. I'm going to use it more in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> or I put I that know. on the back of your shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tall connectful one yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the overall theme kind of fell flat as far as a concept but the songs on it are bangers so yeah i agree i i like the album musically i thought that lyrically it just wasn't as strong as the previous album because i just think he had more emotions running through him during that album than he did this particular one uh, but yeah, it was it was still great. And I love the fact that they incorporated the Scorpion into a couple of songs and uh, their drumming as well into a couple of the songs. Yeah. I just wish that they would play them longer live, but whatever. I hope they <laughs> <let's> do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break to go back into the awards. This one is the listener's choice for breakout artists, an artist whose profile grew in 2022. Some of these artists have been around for a while and some of them are newer the basic premise was just that it seemed like you took a step forward in your status yeah like people know who you are now yes yeah now quick quick note of how rank choice voting works basically how it is is you have any given number of options and in order to win a candidate has to get 50 percent of the vote which is hard to do when you have like in this case nine choices yeah so what happens is the system tallies the vote and then if nobody hits 50 percent it cuts out the lowest candidate and their votes shift up to the other ones that are still there. And it keeps doing that until somebody hits the 50% mark. (laughs) So the previous vote was a one rounder. That's all it took for Nick to win. This one went eight rounds until the winner got their win. (laughs) All right. So yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Third place for the breakout artist of the year is Dorothy. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Dorothy, uh, who we spoke to in episode 126. 
did we have something to do with that? <laughs> we we might have. I I can't tell you my personal votes, but I am only one of many voices. So <laughs> anyway, number three, number two, bad omens, and. Yeah, and the winner of the breakout artist of the year, I guess Casey must have just put in like a hundred votes <laughs> because <laughs> the winner of breakout artist of the year is Eva Underfire. Fantastic, nice, nice. We agree. <laughs> so actually, Casey took all three of those because those were his three nominees. Yes, he swept the category. Just went out there and spammed the vote. <laughs> he did. Yeah. I know you got your family in on this. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had a lot of we picked up a lot of Eva Underfire fans since we've spoken with her a lot on the That's socials, true. and true. A, a lot of a lot of them commented and said and said Eva. So that that did make me happy a little bit. Yes. And speaking of real, real quick, congratulations to Eva on the uh, Blue Ridge Rock Festival uh, announcement. Getting back to the top 20, we've got five more coming your way. And number 15 is a band that released two albums this year. One of them made the list. Yeah, the one that was better than meh, as I said uh, <laughs> recently. Um, <laughs> Unlimited Love, which no, Unlimited Love was a great album. I think every single song was was, you know, almost could be a single. And you'll kind of hear that about almost every one of these albums from here on out, to be honest. Yeah. But I just I really liked the Red Hot Chip Peppers Unlimited Love. I think we kind of talked about it was John Frusciani's return to the band and, and it was a glorious return. They just seemed like they had, you know, they never lost that chemistry. Yeah, this this album had tons of songs on it that I really enjoyed. It brought back the funk. Uh, yeah. 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 Dude, Flea was killing it with the bass uh, <laughs> on this album. Yeah. Tearing that bass up. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Yeah, I, I had this really, really high on my list, so that's one of the reasons why it's at number fifteen. <laughs> you had it number seven on your list, and I had it number sixteen. Moving on, Parkway Drive, darker still at number fourteen. I had this album really high on my list. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I, I really like this one. You know, it was funny because there, I feel like Parkway Drive and Architects are kind of like the same band. Um, they're not obviously, but they're just like I don't know, like the same kind of style of music. To be honest, so I just I don't know. Parkway Drive was my my preferred album of all the most almost all the medical metalcore bands this year, um, and I had it on number nine on my list. You had it at fourteen, so that's one reason why it made it so high. Yep, at fourteen, darker still. Yeah, Parkway Drive is just one of those interesting bands where. I typically don't gravitate towards that style of music, but there's just something about what they do that is enjoyable to listen to. It it is because it, it's almost goofy. Like it, yeah. It's, it, it's yeah, I can't say that it's like super serious, like scream yeah. metal. It's it's almost like they are trying, but they're really trying to kind of be goofy too. Like like well, for instance, yeah. the part where he's like, "Stay the fuck out" or "Get the fuck out" yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Get part the of glitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Like every time, this is like a. Well, and then what makes it even better is the songs where they bring in like a an orchestra and then they just start screaming over shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So definitely a great album and has lots and lots of great songs that we uh, have played and, and will be playing. And I thoroughly enjoy. 
Number 13, we have Mood Ring with Stargazer. And we talked with Hunter Young, episode 101. And man, as soon as we heard this album and we had early access listening to this because of the interview, and it just kind of stayed with us all year. And that's that's why it's on the list at number 13. Yeah, you had it at number 18. Aaron really liked it. Uh, he had it at number five. I didn't have it on my list, and I'll just real quick tell you the only reason why. I like the album, but one of the things to me is it just was too reminiscent of Deftones, and it was felt like it was like a Deftones album that they lost. Like it was freaking Eros. The long lost arrows fucking album. They found it and put it under mood ring. And I know what you just said is exactly why I had it at number five. Because if I couldn't get a Deftones album, this was going to work. This was yeah. this was a good Deftones album. <laughs> and so, yeah, Stargazer. This was one that we discovered through one of the emails that we get. And this one, very few of them catch me that immediately. But they sent me a song or two and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, we're looking into this act right here. And <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we talked to Hunter. We heard the album. So I'm live. So, yeah, His, yeah, their gift for, I don't know, melodies and stuff within that very heavy sound is is great. As I was creating the list, there was a time when it might have actually ended up at number one. The main reason it didn't was just because his worldview is just more <laughs> dark and nihilistic than I am. And I just there's certain things that he sings about that I just can't quite get down with that level of pessimism. Um, but I appreciate a lot of the album regardless. Yeah. Also, yeah. A really cool band name and album name. Yeah, definitely sad that they are dropping out of Shiprocked, but I hope everything's OK. Number 12 was my number one overall, and that's what <laughs> propelled it to be this high. Dan's number five or so, a Slipknot a few back. Um my number one, Kid Capici, here's what you could have won. We just dropped a Flavor of the Week episode, a little mini episode kind of thing about this album, so you can hear more there. But basically, these guys are are sort of some British punks that sing about you know the social ills that they have to deal with, and in a way that I find very relatable and also very catchy and dancey. Like, this is definitely one of those albums that for me, if I'm thinking, oh, what in the world do I want to listen to right now? This is it. Last year, it was the Teenage Wrist album. This year, it was Kid Capiche. I just put it on at random, and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense why it was your number one, then. Indeed. Yeah. It's a, it's a damn good album. So I'm not sad that it made the list, but it, it was one of those that just missed the cut for me overall. Fair enough. Yeah, I really like how they're very brutally honest about their the issues going on in, in, uh, great, in great Britain or in England or London, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah, <laughs> you still can't figure out where they're from. It's all right. <laughs> I just I just named all the countries and places. Just England, Great Britain, the 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 uh, Wales, Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. Oh boy, <laughs> that one fucking island over there. <laughs> Ed Capici speaking for that one island. <laughs> That's right. Next to the other island, next to the big continent. <laughs> Our number 11 artist is another guy from that one island. <laughs> yeah. He came He's... from over here for a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. And then he, you know, he's still around. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, patient number nine, rounding out the number 11 album of the year. And this dude just keeps putting out amazing music. You know, what's funny is like when we were talking about the top 20 countdown 
or how long we've been doing this, I went back to like a, just a random list from like 2010. He's on there. He's like on the list every time he puts out an album. Yeah. And it's just because he just continues to make great music. And I truly feel that somehow as he's gotten older, his music's getting better, which I, that doesn't make any sense. But it's, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy because, you know, he released the album two years ago and a lot of people thought that was going to be his last one. And and then he comes out with Patient Number Nine, and you have features with Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton, Tony Omi, and Zach Wild. Zach Wild, yeah, yeah. It's just it's as the classic rock guy of the group. This this album makes me happy, and I can listen to it from start to finish, and and just feel good about the day. Yeah, you had it number six on your list. That made my uh my made my list up to number 15 i i was just a, a really big fan and and uh there's not a time like you said when when i the songs come on and i'm not i'm not changing like it was it was great i i absolutely love this album a fitting number 11 then yeah, yeah. i i wish it could have gotten up to number nine just because i like that kind of symmetry and yeah whatnot it is what it is yeah it's all good the next category in the listener's choice for the itch awards Favorite cover song. We each nominated two tracks for this, and I'm actually discovering live as we do this who won. <laughs> I'm waiting until we get to the award to click and look because I like the surprise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have got ourselves another one rounder. So this one, this one was uh, pretty easy for the people. Coming in at number three, Fame on Fire with their cover of Pink Venom, which is by some k-pop or j-pop act dan's gonna have to figure that one out because i don't remember yeah i don't know <laughs> he doesn't remember either we just know it's a cover and so <laughs> that's it <laughs> i do know the original artist for the number two song of the year and that's lit's let go which was originally by the cars yeah our friend brian's favorite band it's a band it's a k-pop group called blackpink there we go blackpink with pink venom so there's that's a whole thing right there yeah. All right. Number one, Casey's friend group comes through again. <laughs> Eva, Eva under fire, separate ways. Then I'm going to mention what we said off air earlier is because <laughs> so Lizzie Hale and Chris Daughtry just put out a cover of Separate Ways as well, uh, right before we release this episode. And Eve under fire fans are coming out strong all over social media. <laughs> if you go to the comments under YouTube for the video, Eve under fire fans are just commenting left and right. The Eve under fire covers way better, which we agree. <laughs> we do agree. But yes, they are coming out strongs on YouTube, on Instagram, on social media, like in the octane groups, like the, you know, whatever octane plays it, there's usually two or three people that post in the group. Like, you know, Eve under fire's covers better play that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, hey, I hope that gives them more attention to people that aren't paying attention to them. So, yeah, I agree. That's what we're here for. And another category there where we each took one. So, good job, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Moving back to our list, rounding out the top 10 Disturbs Divisive. One of the things I have to say about this album is that. You know, their last couple albums were were not your hard, typical, heavy kind of rap rock, new metal disturbed. It was more like this mainstream rock disturbed kind of mellowing out and seeing how how awesome he can sing. But this was this was more of a return to their normal sound. I think this is honestly their best album since Asylum, if not better than Asylum. 
this album definitely brought back to their more traditional sound. And for me, anytime you bring in Ann Wilson for a feature, that's just a home run. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was a great song, too. Like, yeah, it was icing on the cake for for the album. Yeah, two two power vocalists uh, on, on the same track is just amazing. Yeah. Number nine, we had Blind Channel with Lifestyles of the Sick and Dangerous. And we had the chance to talk with Nico and Yule, uh, episode 114. And then we had another album review the next very next episode, 115. But this album is fantastic from top to bottom. Yeah, one of the things that's so cool about this album is that, you know, they had the big single, obviously, Dark Side. Everybody knows that song. Um, and then when they came together to put an album together, as they told us in the interview, they had the theme lifestyles of the sick and dangerous. And that's what the whole album was built around was that theme. So it's, it's a fantastic album. And I, I, I truly, uh, you know, we talked about this on the radio show that like their other albums are great, but this is probably by and far their best album so far. Yeah. You can definitely pick up the theme. It's very prevalent in, you know, a lot of the songs on there are basically about, I'm living how I want and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, let it be kind of thing. Yeah. Or we're going to do what we want, you know, Basically. play play the music that we want and how how, how we want to do it. And you're not going to tell us that as well. It's middle finger <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> we, we talked about that early Linkin Park influence and you can definitely catch that, which I think is for the better. They definitely in that genre of music, they are among the more talented bands that I've come across in a very long time. And this was an album all three of us had on our list. Uh, Aaron had it rounding out his list at 20, and I had it at 13. I believe Casey actually had it the highest at number eight. Yeah. Is this the first one that's shown up on all three lists? That's basically what gets you a spot in the top 10 if we're just, you know, (laughs) pulling back the curtain a little bit here. (laughs) Did we all have Memphis Mayfire? No, I did not. No? Okay. All right. That's it then. Oh, Mood Ring? Nope. Dan didn't have Mood Ring. Yeah. This is the first one then. Okay. So it took all the way to eight for, for us to, <laughs> to agree on all three of us to agree, all three yeah. of us to agree on something. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of that going forward. Uh, well, at least Obviously. a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next one, however, is only a two first, not a three person agreement. And the that is uh, three or four, I think, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The next one uh, is number eight, Palais Royale with Fever Dream. Uh, these guys put out an album a couple of years ago. Uh, called The Bastards, and it caught my attention, but I didn't really like give it a ton of listens. I you know, skimmed it, and I was like, that's interesting. I'll probably come back to that sometime. And then I didn't and forgot <laughs> <laughs> until Fever Dream came out this year, which I found to be a fascinating album, one of my favorite tracks of the year. Actually, a few fantastic tracks, but one of my personal favorites was Eternal Life, and uh, that single-handedly propelled this album pretty high on my list. It's worth noting that the Juno Awards, which are a notable Canadian music award, they were nominees for Breakthrough Artists in 2020 and in 2018. So apparently they've been breaking through for a few years. It takes a minute. It's not necessarily a one-year thing. They're just they're just chugging along, keep breaking through all the keep on breaking, leveling up. You gotta level up. But they've kind of they're kind of a like a fashion-y in that like glamour like kind of glam rock, like a there's a yeah. lot of style to what they're doing. There is there is that. They kind of sound like Buck Cherry meets Bad Flower meets 
Nirvana meets I can't I can't quite place the screaming that that the guy does. But I definitely gave him some my chemical romance is just where I put yes, that kind of yes. that art rock kind of thing in there. That's a good so one. That's a good I, one. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable band blender for Pally Royale as a as an artist that we never really talked about throughout the year too much. No, but the the album from top to bottom is really, really good. It is. So another one that's surprising yeah. this one's surprisingly really good from top to bottom i'm gonna say and i'll tell you why number seven islanders it's not easy being human it's not surprising that islander made good music because they've been doing that for a while yeah what's surprising to me that this album made two of our lists and ended up this high on the overall is the fact that it is good start to finish at 17 tracks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 17 and these are not interludes or intros or that kind of thing they're all full songs yeah and yet somehow it miraculously did that i'm amazed yeah i will say that it didn't make it far off my list like it didn't make my list but it wasn't that far off like i i did enjoy the album and and i think you know even casey kind of mentioned on our radio show that uh there were several guest vocals and guest spots that were just perfectly done yes yeah and a lot of them eight like eight total (laughs) guest features i think that's what made it work because it's it's that long of an album but it doesn't ever feel like you're listening to the same song again and again and again exactly because i mean they've got songs that have aj from fire from the gods they've got hyro our man hyro on one Mm -hmm. hr from bad brains there's one with sunny from pod there's one that has a whole bunch of like very like for our taste extreme metal guys on it so like the sounds yeah go go in and out of different rock genres and levels of heaviness and it keeps it fresh well and i can't wait to see this band on ship rock because a lot of the people that are that feature like hyro and Lacey sturm on this album are going to be on ship rock as well so I, i'm kind of curious if they're going to incorporate them onto their set list i'm sure Dude, i hope will. so <laughs> awesome because it is a great album but i mean there was just that was kind of the overall theme as well is that there were so many great albums and uh, it just was a, a really hard list to put together. And that's it, it just it didn't I guess it didn't fit my pop metal, you know, as <laughs> enough as, as the other bands that we're about to list, too. It's yeah. more metal than most almost anything else that I dealt with this year on my top 20. But bonus reason for liking Islander. You can check out the song Crazy Crazy World, which I actually think is one of the weaker songs, if I'm being honest. But the music video features Sting legendary wrestler (laughs) who they became good friends with there's another podcast it's defunct at the moment but you can probably still find it called rock and wrestling and uh they interview the singer of islander and and basically the whole interview is just him gushing about how awesome of a human being sting is and i thought that was adorable and hilarious so islander moved up my list also because i feel like they kind of have like a second coming of pod thing going for them yeah. And and I still have a soft spot for POD, even though I listen to their albums less frequently than I did uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. And they, and they even have a song on the album called Black Scorpion. So, yep, it's not the Sting one, but Sting's, <laughs> Sting's mortal enemy, probably. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to number six. We got some things to say about that one, too. Yes. Yeah, we uh, actually just had a lot to say uh, with this person recently <laughs> that, that created right. this album. Uh, yep. Number six, Varsity, Welcome Home. Uh, and, you know, go ahead and, and say what you what you said about uh, the interview, Casey, what yeah. you said about this album, because it was it was pretty funny, to be honest. Like we we 
for one, just to give you an idea, we love this album a lot. We, you know, we put it at number six, but it was because I had it at six on my list and KC had it at like number nine or something. So it was super high. Yeah. It was a fringe one for me. There's a lot of great stuff in this was, this was still quality. So here's what's funny. So we, we have that conversation with Joey and we talked with him twice at episode 98 and episode 134, the new year's Evarella. But, uh, so when we talked to him the first time, it was right around the, I mean, the album came out and they were touring and still trying to pick up steam with the album. Well, then we talk with them for new year's Everella and he's like, uh, I, I don't even listen to that album anymore. I don't, I just, I've, I've moved on. Yeah. So I'm sad about like, it. He, he just kind of <laughs> acted like it was old news. Like, uh, dude, we're, we're loving this album still. And like, it's going to make our list. And you're just like, ah, that's yesterday. Whatever. Like, yeah i think it's two things one joey is definitely a forward thinking person he's always looking at what yeah. to do next yeah, and two as he noted in in our last conversation uh, as far as like sales and promotion goes like the album was dead by mid-year right as yeah. far as like the label and whatnot was concerned because it came out in january or february yeah and so like his mind had already moved on but we still liked it and we're listening to it so <laughs> so congrats to joey you made the top 10 but <laughs> almost top five yeah yeah this is an album that you know i think both me and casey mentioned that the more and more we heard it the more and more we listened to it it moved further and further up our list because it was just one of those things that you just realize how many good songs are on and how good each song was yeah totally agree our next voting category here the listener's choice this one i'm interested to see there was 12 possibilities here and who's to say if anybody actually knew all these songs or listened to them all it's not going to be a contest i think we pretty much know at this point even under fire is going to take all the categories <laughs> he's making a prediction of the sweep for eva uh, this is the last one that she has an option to take because uh, came out strong for the votes yeah let's let's find out i'm, I'm they got their right shit now. together that's that's what, that's what I that's what I get for posting all the interviews in the the fan group on Facebook. That's right. That's true. <laughs> he helped himself. This one this one took a while for the ranked choice vote to work. It took eleven rounds. That's the record so far <laughs> for it to all come down to it for somebody to get fifty percent out of twelve. There's twelve. <laughs> yeah, it was a one by like this was a fight to the finish. I'm going to give the top five instead of the top three because there's twelve of them. Number five, Primus Conspiranoia. Yay. Yay, we can give Primus an award. Primus. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, actually, it's, it's awesome because it goes to show you that our fans are just as excited about Primus as we are. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Number four, and this is where it'll surprise you, Eva Under Fire with Blow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. How about that? <laughs> Dan will be happy about number three. That was Falling in Reverse with Voices in My Head. Yeah, that was a good one. He will also be happy with number two, Papa Roach's Unglued. Wow. And though Casey did not get the Eva Under Fire vote, his song of the year apparently is everyone's song of the year. Yeah. is <laughs> Made to Die <laughs> takes the win. Very nice. Although it's 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 not uh, looking good on my creating multiple email accounts and <laughs> <laughs> and doing different votes. No, no, I'm just kidding. If you want to hear more about Made to Die, we talk about it a bunch in on, every episode and all the episodes that we called the Morthy series. 
which was Dorothy and related things, episodes 126 through 30. That wasn't an intentional thing, I promise. It just kind of came to be. (laughs) But you can hear us mention that in almost every one of those. So kudos to Dorothy and kudos to Casey for that. Fantastic stuff. (laughs) That's the category where I got skunked and I kind of knew I would because I went a little obscure on that one. But, you know, you got to stay true to yourself, right? So, yeah. I'm just glad Primus made it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had to go into the top five to get there, but yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm glad too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of our top five, let's get down to the brass tacks. Now, now I'm I'm pretty happy with our top five because even though where they eventually were didn't match my list, everyone in the top five was in my top five. Me too. <laughs> I cannot I mean, say that is true. I, I, I take that back. I take it back. Our number five was actually my seventh on my list, and okay. Aaron didn't have them on his list at all. I'm only here for the top three. Four and yes. five are all you guys. so rounding out the top five i prevail with true power and we talked about this album on episode 115 Uh, it was just a fantastic i prevail album you know i know it's funny because i actually thought i was a huge fan of their last album this just is a band that just seems to be getting better and better and uh, like this is is a culmination of that this is definitely a, a step forward from their their previous album trauma uh, I just feel like they're they're growing as a band, uh, similar to Hollywood Undead a few years ago, where they're just kind of growing into their sound and, and knowing who they are as a band. What I absolutely love about True Power is in, in, in the way that I Prevail is going is that they so they just kind of started to understand their dynamic. And I think that, you know, knowing Eric, realizing he's the screamer, he's also starting to kind of take on other roles, not just being the melodic one. And on this album, too, like Brian's not just the, the melodic singer. He raps on, on uh, a couple of songs that you just wouldn't expect. And, and I think that just doing that, just switching things up and every single song was not the same. Like it's every is, it's just very different. Like that's one thing I, I truly love about this band is that their songs are not predictable by any means. And they find a way to be heavy, hard, like in your face and then still melodic at the same time. Yeah. I totally agree with all of that. And just top to bottom, all the songs are really enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, you had them at number four. I had them at number seven on my list. Moving on to the next album. Album number four of the year, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind. And we talked about this album in length in episode 113. <laughs> like like six months after it had been released. <laughs> yes. Here we were thinking, thinking that we were late to the game, but it turns out like right after we did that episode, they just started seeming to blow up. Maybe it had already been happening, but as far as I could tell, they just started selling out tours and like people just have talked a lot about bad omens, especially in the second half of this past year. They did essentially blow up because it was really funny. So their first single off this album was a song called Just Pretend. They released like two or three singles after that. And then Just Pretend got put on a TikTok video that blew up mm. and, and uh, went viral. And because of that, like that song came back into fruition and everybody started requesting that song again. And it was just <laughs> it was crazy because like, you know, you thought that they were going to be on to like their fourth or fifth single, but then like just pretend came back and it's like, and then it just kept, kept, kept getting uh, requested, kept getting played. Like this album's not going away anytime soon. Like it's every single song is amazing, but it's not the same. Like that's one thing I loved is like, this was 
there's like some melodic songs. There's very uh, like, uh, you know, almost a piano. Like I think there's a piano song. Mm -hmm. And he just he just found his voice. Yeah, it's it's more mainstream appealing than what they did previously. Yeah, agreed. So I I love that the direction that they went. I I love that they're growing as a band. and, And this was their third album and by and far their best. And I don't think we even knew who they were before this year because of that. So look forward to more of what they're going to do. Number three, we all agreed on. And uh, (laughs) by the thinnest of threads, this was like my number 19 or 20. (laughs) And to be honest, it was interchangeable with about eight more albums at the end of my list. But we're still counting it because as we've beaten into the ground, there was a lot of good music. Mm -hmm. And that is Papa Roach's Ego Trip, which we covered in great detail in episode 99 this is another band that just continues to make better music as they grow. Like I don't, it's crazy. Like they've been around for 25 years and I think this is one of their best albums. Yeah. I mean, you unglued just came in second place in our song of the year and I, it's not posted, even a single. Yeah. yeah. And I posted earlier today that for my money, swerve might be the most re-listenable song that they have ever made. Yeah. Well, and my kids like fell in love with stand up when the album came out and I probably heard that song. 50 million times and they even, like they, they we listened to it so many times that they knew the lyrics of it like so i can tell you i've, I've listened to this album all together so many times this year it, it's just so good every single song is amazing i think we've played almost every single song on the radio yeah uh because i mean it's just they're great they released six tracks before the album was even fucking out like that's just goes <laughs> to show you how awesome it was and yeah. the most popular single was released when the album came out which was no apologies yeah they were firing on all cylinders with this one for real. Great fucking album. They should be proud that they released it under their own record label. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony, and oh shit, Carl. <laughs> oh, I, I've been meaning to tell you guys about that. You got some news about Carl? No, about Tony. Oh. So, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to direct people to this to this video. I was looking on uh, Genius.com, which is a lyric website, and they note that that line is, first of all, there's some debate over whether he's saying Tony or Toby, as in Tobin, their bassist. Pretty sure it sounds like, still sounds like Tony to me, but either way, what it is supposedly is a reference to an internet meme uh, where if you search YouTube for a video called Tony and Ezekiel, all I'm going to say is <laughs> that line is repeated a lot. <laughs> it's, but now, you know what? That's not all I'm going to say. It's two guys yelling profanity at each other from, from an island to the shore, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and supposedly that's where they took that line from. <laughs> nice. Nice. So I don't know if we're going to link to it, but you can look up Tony and Ezekiel and see for yourself. <laughs> That said, this is a great album. I, I'm behind it for the reason being that the ego trip concept, I like the themes in this album and this whole thing yeah. about it's when his pride gets in the way that he really struggles and starts to fail at things. And so kind of getting out of your own way and and not, you know, not being on an ego trip. That's the line that never get high on your own supply. So 
I think that's one reason why I like this album a lot because it was very personal. He opened up in a lot of his songs about just personal things to him. He's he's been very open about his struggles with uh, sobriety, uh, not struggles because he's he's been sober for quite some time. But he's been very open about just being positive and, and having positive life changes. And and, and uh, I I truly have liked the band more because of him and and his uh his social media influences. Yeah, I've grown in respect for Jacoby with this album for sure definitely yep that brings us to number two another unanimous <laughs> honestly this one shouldn't be a surprise to anybody yeah number two on our top 20 list is eva under fire and their album love drugs and misery and you can check out our recent interviews with eva we had her on this year episode 120 and then 133 christmas eva and Man, oh man, this album, we've been waiting for this one for quite some time. <laughs> the fans yeah. fans have been waiting even longer than that. But um, that was one thing that was interesting to me, knowing that this album has been so anticipated for us. I was wondering if it would live up to the hype that we were putting it up ourselves, because Dan and I got to see her live in october of 2021 and we got to hear some some of the songs and and they were awesome so getting to hear that album uh ahead of time was awesome and it just it drove home as good of an album as we think it is (laughs) yeah we saw them perform a lot of the songs off the album live when we saw them at the pageant in june it was june yeah with the treyu and nothing more they were great. They're, all the songs were great. And I think we kind of talked about it because I think their album had was supposed to initially be released in May. And that's why they were playing a lot of those songs live. And it got pushed back to September. And I mean, it was definitely worth the wait. I, I think, uh, you know, it's funny because four there are four albums on this list that we all agreed upon. And uh, as we mentioned, you know, Papa Roach and Blind Channel were the other two. Uh, Papa Roach made it up to number three because I had it at number one on my list. Casey had it five and Aaron had 19. The next, like Eva Under Fire was a clear number two cut. Like I had it at number two on my list. Casey had it number one. Aaron had it number eight. And so like it was leagues and leagues above the rest. Like there was no doubt what's going to be our number one or number two albums. Yeah. And, and what I love about this album itself is all the tracks on the album sound different, but but they all it all sounds like the band but there's there's just certain stylistic changes and certain things that they do differently and it, and Eva's vocals are on point on all of it and it's the message and the, the lyrical content is really strong that you can connect with and that's just some of the reasons why it's <laughs> number 1 on my my personal list yeah, and it all ties back to the title, you know, Love, Drugs, and Misery. Almost all the songs are about one of the three, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yep. It's good to make that clear. Some uh, album titles make absolutely no sense, or you, I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out the connection. This one is very easy. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree. yeah. So that was album number two. We're going to pause before we go to album number one and look ahead into this year where we had our final listener's choice vote for the most anticipated release of 2023. We each submitted three options. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure that Metallica is going to take this in a landslide. (laughs) Dan and I were talking about this off air and uh, I'll be surprised if it's anything but that, but 
such as life. Hey, it could be skin dread. I mean, you know, we our fans <laughs> prove that that the you know they they like the Primus. Maybe they don't like skin dread too because of us. Who knows? All right. Well, um, I'll I'll spoil both of those real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this was an eight rounder, and skin dread came in third, tied with Godsmack. Ooh, nice, nice. It makes me happy to see skin dread get representation, and that people beyond just us are fans. Yeah. And Metallica is number one by a landslide, as noted. What was number two? I skipped that one. I was going to see if you guys wanted to take a guess. Oh, oh. so I'm going to go with Rival Sons. You got it. Nice. You know, I will say one of the reasons why the album is kind of getting a lot of hype is they I don't know if it's a single out or, or, or what, but they're playing their songs on some car commercials. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. You yeah, it, like anytime you are li- watching TV and you hear a car commercial and it sounds like a Southern Rock, it's probably Rival Sons. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like a truck commercial or some shit. Awesome. I'm I was I was unaware of that. <laughs> I had to Shazam it because it's like, man, this sounds really familiar. <laughs> That's right. And you can bet that these at least those. I don't know about Godsmack, but you can pretty well guarantee that Metallica, Rival Sons, and Skindred are all getting full episodes when those albums come out. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to be having a lot to say about all of them. Yeah. Agreed. Fair to say. Fair to say. With that said, I'm going to calculate real quick, but I'm pretty sure I know who of the three of us is the winner of this year's (laughs) issue awards. It's Casey. Yes. Yes, it is Casey. So congratulations, Casey. I calculated this the same way we calculate the top 20 where it's an inverse point system. (laughs) And uh, with 16 total points, Casey took the win. Dan came in with 14, so it was pretty close. I'm trailing in the the back again with only five, (laughs) but that's an improvement over the last time. So (laughs) I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Incremental growth. No, but we we really appreciate anyone who voted, and it's it's awesome to have fan interaction, and we we want more of it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting us know what you think. <laughs> yep, we appreciate it. And as we as we say, and had Eva do a liner. If you're listening to who, Women Who Rock, you must be listening to the Itch, and the albums of 2022 are no exception. <laughs> yeah, as voted on by the Itch. Our album of the year, number one album of 2022, Dorothy. Yes, from the Holy Ghost. And I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, we had four episodes dedicated to this album and the as we deemed the Morthy series, uh, episodes 126 through 130. Yeah. And it, it you know, wasn't it, it was never intended to be the Morthy series. It kind of just happened that way. But to be honest, like we're not ashamed. Like this album is fantastic. So we definitely wanted to keep plugging it away. Yeah. And that's, that's what was so funny. Cause we, we listened to the album. We had the album before then on a album review episode and then saw them live, recorded the episode, sat on the episode for like a month because we kept getting interviews <laughs> before we could release it. And yep. so it was, it was just an awesome awesome time for the itch to uh to get to talk with dorothy and with keith wallen and sam colton so check those out i will say that um 
Eve Under Fire had a lot of votes because they were very high on all of our lists. They were top, at least top 10 on all three of our lists. Dorothy was number one because it was top five on all of our lists. I had it at number four. Casey had it at number two. And Aaron had it at number two as well. And even when you, I think when you note the artists that come up a lot on this show, usually that's going to happen because they're an artist that we all are invested in. Yeah, agreed. I know we've all got our personal favorites, which you can pick out if you listen carefully as well. But uh, definitely, you know, those those top three or at least the top two. I'm not going to say I'm actually in in the grander scheme, the biggest Papa Roach fan. At least these top two. It was a very unanimous, as you noted. And that's why they kept coming up again and again. That's why we kept going back to speak about them more because we found more things to say because their work was uh, eternally fascinating. Well, and a, a lot like the Eva album. This this album, you know what the message is. You get the lyrical content. It connects in some sort of way for the listener most of the time. And it's just really enjoyable to listen to. You know, it's really funny and kind of eye-opening. We have a lot of our shows and a lot of our messages that we say are dedicated to mental health, you know. And I think that was one thing that kind of spoke to us this year with these albums. A lot of them had to deal with people's personal struggles and things that they went through. And they were just very honest about it in their music and creating it. And you can just look at, like, the top the top four, you know, with uh, Dorothy, Eve Under Fire, Papa Roach, and Bad Omens. They're all very, very personal albums and, and struggles that these people went through and put on uh, on a record. And, and I think that's one reason why we loved them all together com- collectively. Mm-hmm. That is very well said. Yep. And then, I mean, you got, you got Sam Colton shredding on a lot of the tracks. If you see them live, you'll see him shredding on the entire set. And yeah. It's and just, she's got an amazing voice. Like the yes. top two ladies on our list have some of the best voices in rock right now. Um, you know, I, I know that there's lots of people that have great voices and stuff, but these two ladies can sing like nobody's business. So Eva and Dorothy, if you're listening to this, go ahead and connect and do a, colla- <laughs> do a collaboration. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sure. the greatest thing ever. I, I do want to know, as you mentioned that, um, I, I like the symmetry of this list as well, because we had we have Dorothy and we have Eva one and two, and then we had Hailstorm opening the top twenty. Yep. And yep. there's something cool about that. I know Hailstorm has been on the itch's radar for a long time, whereas the other two are much more recent. And they're also like the next generation of like that powerhouse female rock singer. Yeah. And so which isn't to say that despite those numbers, which isn't to say that like Hailstorm's on the way out or anything. No. Lizzie is no. incredibly popular. And probably still growing in popularity, yeah. but to, to see people like her and you know like Amy Lee and those and this uh, newer singers who speak so well of them and look up to them and and emulate them and and also putting out high quality stuff it's just it's kind of a good time to be a woman in rock. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. I mean, there was lots of uh, powerful women bands that that were very close to making our list. You know, the Nova Twins. We had mentioned them earlier with their with their album Supernova. Mm-hmm. Um, Cold Kingdom, yeah. Soft Cult was my other one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> album of the year. You have to have album of the year if you have song of the year. So, <laughs> Casey's a very happy guy right now. <laughs> yeah, he's got the pulse sense. of the people. So I guess I next year, whatever Casey says is good is what we're going to go with. <laughs> yeah, 
he gets an extra point for all his votes uh, because <laughs> because he won the fan vote this year. There you go. <laughs> but again, thank you to everybody who engaged with us on this, whether it was by going through the vote or just for speaking out on social media or responding to anything. We hope that we have uh, introduced and grown your fandom to some excellent music. Um, please let us know if that is true. We want to hear what your favorites are as well. And having Dorothy at number one proves that the itch is better than the Grammys. I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> wow. All right. Bold <laughs> claims by Casey. <laughs> I'm a man of the people. It has been spoken. It has been spoken. <laughs> uh, well, that's your t-shirt. I've been, uh, your t-shirt is going to be both of those statements. Probably a man of the people. It has been spoken. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our top 20 countdown. This is a show that we put a lot of, a lot, like we said, a lot of sweat, tears and ears into, um, (laughs) sweat, tears and ears. He changed it this time, but I like that one too. I did. Cause there's a rhyme. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of crying, uh, mainly by me when we were putting this list together. That's so, funny. That's funny. <laughs> crying, bitching, whatever. I like the same thing. Um, <laughs> hey, before you sign off, we're putting a lot of work into something else, and that's what's coming next. Yes. That I want to actually take the opportunity to sell because we rarely do. And the other big storyline of 2022, beyond the top 20, is Dan and Shiprocked and the eternal adventure Struggle. that has yet to happen. Yes. <laughs> but it will be happening in. Only a Less couple two of weeks. weeks. Yes. yes. Knock on wood. <laughs> but if all goes as planned, the next few weeks will be what we're dubbing the Shiprock series that centers around that particular event. And then when Dan gets back, we will recap his experience. And uh, I kind of want to throw this out there. We were talking about off air. Coming up with a few very short questions that you might be able to ask a few people on the ship. I know your goal is not to bother artists while they're on vacation, but if you get the <laughs> chance to talk to some people, Dan's probably going to do it. Yeah. Especially if I've had a couple drinks in me. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> but I, I thought maybe this would be a chance where we could throw that out to the people as well. What should Dan ask people on ship rocked? Hit us up yeah. on the socials and let us know that. Yeah. I don't like, like you said, I don't want to necessarily take up a lot of people's times. Cause I know that they're, you know, they're on vacation and they're also a lot of fans that are trying to meet everybody and, and, and greet and stuff too. But if, you know, what I re- would love to do is if people do give me an opportunity, I would love to come up with about four or five questions that we could just ask every single artist that I encounter um, throughout my experience and just kind of put together a collaboration of, of little mini interviews, so to speak throughout my entire time. And I will tell you that if I do this, the sound recording is going to be awful. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm going to be doing it on my phone, but uh, regardless, yeah. If you have any questions that you think would be perfect for that type of uh, situation or scenario, then please let me know. I'm, I definitely would, would love to hear it. Yeah. Let us know what you think of our top 20 countdown. If you, if you agree with it, let us know if you have a top album of the year, what is yours? I'd be interested to see what your top album of the year of 2022 would be as well so thank you very much for listening thank you very much for input for voting my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron and you've been listening to the itch podcast and until next time go subscribe if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch 
Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Shit, hey, our shit, vote, our shit. the voting for our shit has ended. <laughs> I should have tweeted that at exactly 9 p.m. <laughs> you could no longer vote for our shit. <laughs>